Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 298. If you were to wake up tomorrow morning, turn off your phone and laptop and put them in your desk drawer for the whole day, how would it make you feel? What feelings does that simple thought evoke for you? Would you feel elated and free like a weight was lifted off of your shoulders? Or would you feel entirely anxious, frazzled and guilty that you're suddenly unavailable, that someone might need to reach you and suddenly you're unreachable? A few years ago, I was at one of my favorite places in the entire world, Camp Wandawega, and I was doing yoga on the front lawn on a blanket, and I remember the instructor leading us through a pose and saying, relax, no one needs you in this very moment. And I remember thinking, well, that's not totally true. I mean, someone might need me. And that thought is only heightened now that I'm a mom. But all of these years later, I'm still holding on to that message, especially when I start to feel myself being a little too available. I saw a funny meme the other day, and it said, remember the old days when we would say BRB when we left the internet? Well, now we never leave. We live here. And it's kind of true, isn't it? The sad truth for many of us is that we're probably leaning more towards feeling stressed and anxious about being disconnected instead of feeling freedom when we think about the idea. Taking a day off and being completely disconnected from work, even email, is a strange concept for so much of the American workforce. Four out of 10 workers in America report working longer than 50 hours a week. In the world's largest economies, the next workers with the longest hours include Australia, whose citizens average about 32 hours a week, and Sweden and Switzerland, whose workers each clock about 31 hours a week of work. In comparison, we work longer than all of them, and it seems we only want to continue that trend. Plus, workers in the U.S. get about 15 days of PTO, or personal time off on average and take about 14 of those each year. European countries, they give their employees 28 days of PTO. And while they don't always use all of them, it's astounding to see the difference in how important our country considers time off. While you might be an entrepreneur or have an unorthodox work life with flexibility and different work hour standards, I bet you can still relate to the fact that you work more than the average human and you seldom, if ever, fully disconnect. 
I definitely say it's more difficult sometimes to turn it off as an entrepreneur, especially one that works from home. I mean, work is always accessible. There are so many avenues and ways people are reaching out and needing you. Your computer is just taunting you to open it and you can get sucked into work mode in a matter of seconds. There's often no office to leave at the end of the day. And so work sneaks its way into your everyday and night moments. The stress of your business riding on your back at all times is enough to keep you connected 24-7 in case there's a fire to put out or a new lead to pursue. Now, I totally get it. There were about five years that I feel like I didn't take a single day off of work because I figured I needed to be hustling all the time so that I could be more successful and create a better future for myself. And I just kept pushing through. I mean, I would bring my computer with me everywhere in case something popped up. I even slept with it on my nightstand with my phone right next to it in case I remembered I needed to do something in the middle of the night. Talk about lacking boundaries. I was a slave to my business. And while I was seeing growth and experiencing forward motion, I was losing touch with sanity, you know, just a little bit. I mean, I had never struggled with anxiety until I was an entrepreneur, and I remember the season where I had 30 weddings, and I was at a family cabin weekend. We had rented this Airbnb in the woods, and it was a rare occurrence for us to all be together at the time, and I remember bringing my computer because I had so much work to get done. We got out to the cabin, and there wasn't Wi-Fi. And I straight up panicked. Like I had almost a full blown panic attack. And I remember just breaking down and crying. And it was then that I realized that I had to change something. I was so stressed and anxious. And I built a business that my life revolved around instead of building a business that supported my life. I was in that season of anxiety and exhaustion when I finally made a huge change. And I sat down with Drew and decided that I would book half of the work for the following year. I would literally cut my six-figure income in half in order to claim back my time and sanity, and that was where the change really started to happen. So I want you to know that regardless of where you're at today, you can change, and I hope that after today's episode, you're feeling like you can disconnect and trust that you've built a business that won't crumble while you rest. There's just no way for us to always be on all the time. You can't and shouldn't expect yourself to be connected to work and even social media all day, every day, and still maintain your physical, mental, and emotional health. It is simply not possible. I know because I've been there. The thought of taking a day off, let alone an extended period of time, was anxiety-inducing to me once upon a time. And now, this episode is airing after a three-week-long trip with my family where I was minimally connected to work. So I am proof that change is not just possible, but necessary if you want Want longevity as an entrepreneur. Now I intentionally plan time every quarter to be completely off of work, to travel, be with family, explore my interests, and reconnect with my purpose. And it didn't happen overnight. I'm not advocating that a month off is the right or sustainable move for everyone or a starting place if you're just starting to contemplate taking a day off. But as humans, we do need time away from technology and demands and comparisons and emergencies and all the other stuff that comes up with being constantly connected to the internet. We need space to breathe 
breathe, to spend time with loved ones, to unplug. And there's science to back this innate need up. Studies show that a positive mental break can actually ease your stress, alleviate anxiety, enhance productivity and creativity, boost your energy, and even improve your immune system. Isn't that crazy? I think it's natural to automatically panic when we think about totally disconnecting from technology. And we might even go straight into rationalization mode about how taking a break just isn't a fit for you or your job won't allow you to do that. Or you need to be on social media to show up for your audience or your clients are going to freak out if you don't respond within a few hours and so on and so forth. The thought of taking time off might cause you anxiety rather than ridding you of it. If that's you, if the cold sweats are setting in and a big mental no sign is popping up in your head and blinking bright red over and over again, I'd encourage you to just keep listening. You don't have to try it out tomorrow or next week even, but I think if you tried to take some time for you, starting in small increments, you'll see how much better you can show up at work for your family, your clients, and your relationships. You'll likely experience greater innovation and imaginative ideas to expand your business to the next level with a small step away from the busyness of business. You'll probably feel lighter and less consumed all the time. You'll realize your life won't immediately implode, your business won't fall apart, and you won't be a nervous wreck if you take one day off. I can promise you that. So let's get into it and really dive into the power of taking time to rest, reset, and unplug. Here we go. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Gusto for supporting Gold Digger. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named the best online payroll by PC Meg. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Even if you're not religious, you're probably familiar with the idea or have heard of a Sabbath. If that term is new for you, essentially in the Bible, God took six days to create the heavens and the earth and everything in them. And on the seventh day, he rested. Now, that's a huge deal. Like even the maker of our universe took time to rest. He could have continued making a few more animals or another planet or two, but he saw it fit to stop and just take in the goodness of all that he's done. So why is that so difficult for us as earthly beings? Why can't we pause and take in the fantastic productivity? Activity we've worked through or the milestones we've achieved or the trials we found solutions for. The ancient practice of a Sabbath has become foreign for us today, in part because of technology for sure, but also because many of us have this constant need for more, more growth, more clients, more success, more money, more followers, more accolades, more clout, even more time. How often have you wished for just a couple more hours in the day to get a little more work or stuff around the house done? I mean, I think that's been my biggest desire as a new mom is that I just need more time in the day and I can feel myself stretching every hour thin just to get done what needs to get done. 
Now, I'm sure you can relate. It's like as soon as we achieve whatever more we're seeking, we're on to the next thing. It's this never ending cycle of go, go, go. And until we become aware of the rat race we're a part of and we're personally perpetuating, it's never going to fix itself. So many of us are stressed out, chronically anxious, and severely lacking sleep, yet we still want to continue the hustle and grind out another few hours or few days of hardcore work to just get to that next level of more. In fact, our society has made the words hustle and grind status symbols of the best in the workplace. Words and phrases like taking a break or sleeping in or day off are much less idolized, and you probably get a lot more judgment passed if you were to use them in an email to a colleague or a client. It's become an addiction to chase the next thing with all of our might. And then we wonder why the bags under our eyes are so dark or we haven't made it to our favorite yoga studio in months. It's a price we pay for the never ending workload unless you decide to make a change and create a system for rest. No matter your industry and job, the vast majority of us are constantly connected to email. We have our phones on us all the time, essentially making us on call all hours of the day and night and weekend. Studies have shown that this extended work availability has a strong negative impact. It dampens your mood and greatly increases physiological stress, which actually carries on into the next day, even when people are no longer working. One study showed that the mere prospect of work-related interruptions during free time can exasperate stress. Can I get an amen? I mean, I think we've all gotten an email from a boss or a call from a client at an inopportune time that immediately sends us into panic mode. It's really not good for the old brain. I mean, mental health problems are becoming more and more significant in our culture. And the World Health Organization has named depression as the number one disease burden for the worldwide economy. Mental illness and substance abuse cost employers roughly 80 to 100 billion dollars annually annually and yet we're still working ourselves to the bone and it's not just work-related stress that's causing all of the well I guess stress we're connected to every Instagram influencer Facebook friend and new Netflix series 24 7 2 some of us work in the social media space some of us don't but no matter what there's science that shows that our constant connection to social media actually creates anxiety and feelings of unworthiness I mean I'm getting anxious just thinking about this so whether you consciously realize it or not we all compare ourselves to those online highlight reels that our peers and strangers and celebrities post and then we feel a little bit worse about ourselves after logging off did you know the average person touches their phone more than 2600 times a day these people are called constant checkers by the american psychological association and spoiler alert you and i probably fall into that category so how do we quit technology before it really impacts our lives drastically Author Aaron Idelheit wrote a book called The Hard Break, The Case for a 24-6 Lifestyle, where he shares some compelling research about the idea of taking a day off each week and literally turning off your phone and computer for an, an entire day. Honestly, to me, like that sounds kind of magical. Like I need some of that in my life. But I know that gut panic might set in right when you hear the words turn off your phone for a day. 
That's why experts encourage people to just start with an hour of unplugging. During this sort of hard break, try your best not to even talk about business at all. You might think about it at first, especially it might be hard not to if you're used to constantly being available. But the goal is to give your brain and even your body a break from either constantly working or constantly being connected to all the things all the time. It also gives you some space to stop running on autopilot from one activity to the next without pausing or thinking about how you feel or what you really need in that moment. This turning off of technology will allow you to tune into your feelings, your mental state and energy levels, as well as spend quality time alone or with your loved ones. Now, don't use it as a work on house chores or finally finish a DIY shed project in your backyard. Don't use it as an excuse to catch up on The Handmaid's Tale. Think about it as disconnecting to reconnect with yourself and your family and loved ones. And I can guarantee you'll be shocked when you turn on work mode again. You're going to feel reinvigorated and energized and excited to get back at it. Your creativity might be at an all-time high. You might be ready to tackle your to-do list with vigor. Rather than just chugging it out another day of hustle, you might actually feel rested and ready to take on the next six days with the seventh day to look forward to another heavenly pause. So hopefully now you're feeling convicted (laughs) that maybe rest needs to become a priority in your life, or at least you're contemplating how to make that actually happen for you. If you're still with me, which I hope you are, let's get into the actual logistics of how to rest more because y'all know I love me some logistics. Now, like I mentioned earlier, a hard break or a Sabbath day doesn't just happen overnight. Like we have to make it happen due to the standards of our society. It's probably not the best idea to just wake up one day and decide to throw your phone out the window or shut it off entirely. Just like any other change, the key to doing it gracefully is commitment, communication, and compassion. And that last one is mostly for yourself. Unless you can practice a little self-compassion, this could be pretty difficult. So just be patient and remember rest is good for you. It's not the end of your life or your business or the world. Now, I pulled together a few tips for infusing more rest and unplugged hours into your life that should help you at least get started. So let's dive on in. Number one, let others know about your plan to unplug. Did you know that Drew and I, we don't allow cell phones into our bedroom? Like we literally charge them on a different phone of our house so that we don't scroll before bed or the second we wake up. Now we've told people this and you might have known that about us, but it's important because we are frankly unreachable for a good chunk of the day. Basically, after dinner is done, our phones go into the corner of our kitchen and they don't come out until the next morning. Now, it's important for you to loop people into your plan and it's critical for a few reasons. The first being accountability. You may need to talk to your boss who gets a little email happy Sunday evenings or ask your spouse for some extra support or let your kiddos know that phones and devices are going to be off limits for a few hours or a full day, whichever you choose. Drew and I will literally lock them in a safe when we're on vacation or we even play hide and seek with one another's devices when we're struggling to disconnect. So don't make this a scary thing, like have a little fun with it, but loop the important parties in who are necessary to help you follow through, whether it's family, friends, or work people. Most commonly, you'll find that they are actually going to want to support you with this goal. 
In fact, most of us realize we're overworked and overconnected, but not many of us choose to do anything about it for all the reasons I've already gone through. By actively communicating this change, you might even inspire others to pursue some recharge time for themselves, especially after they see your improved productivity, mood, and other positive effects after practicing it for a while. Now, my team and I, we have really strict boundaries when it comes to work, and we have to ask for permission to voice text one another via Slack so that we're not popping into each other's worlds when we're busy with family or unplugged. These boundaries not only show and communicate respect, but they also protect us from jumping into work when we should be resting. I love that we operate this way, and there's really only a few times out of the year where we communicate using our cell phones and texting. Those are really heavy periods of launching and big projects that we have going on. But really, my team has some really, really high boundaries and I love it. Number two, stick to it for at least a month. One practice I used to do and need to get back into, frankly, is social media free weekends where I would log out of my accounts on Friday and I wouldn't log back in until Sunday. It was refreshing to go through the weekend without worrying about documenting Instagram worthy moments. And I wasn't wasting all my time on apps when I could be unwinding with my family. Now, I'm not going to lie. When you first unplug, you might not like it. I mean, you really, really, really might not like it. There's actually a study that says our temptation to check the internet is harder to resist than food and sex. I mean, this podcast is pretty much rated PG, but I found that stat totally fascinating. Like, what? That's crazy. That's why it's more than okay to just start with a few hours of disconnecting and then slowly adding a few more hours until you make it to a full day. Maybe you're listening to this and you think this is crazy and you're really good at disconnecting, but I kind of think that you might be a little bit like me and you just kind of reach for your phone whenever there's a pause or a lull. So I want for you to plan out your unplugged hours once a week for a whole month, like block them off, set reminders, put your phone on do not disturb, delete apps, whatever you've got to do to resist the urge and then commit to it. At the end of the month, you might be surprised that you actually crave those moments of peace, quiet and clarity. Let's pause here for a minute to talk about Payday and thank Gusto for supporting this episode. Remember that NSYNC song, Just Got Paid? Money, money, money. Such a good jam about everyone's favorite day of the week, Payday. But if you're a small business owner, running payroll for Payday isn't always the best day of the week. Gusto is easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses. Yep, payroll benefits, HR, and management tools all in one place with expert HR support and easy easy-to-run payroll, including W-2s and 1099s. Gusto automatically files and pays all state, local, and federal payroll taxes. They also offer health benefits, 401ks, and more for almost any budget. Gusto is great because you can sign, store, and organize all your employee documents online so you're not shuffling through paperwork at your desk, and you're saving a few trees in the process. Gusto payroll is fast. Running your payroll with Gusto takes 11 minutes minutes on average. So you can pour a cup of coffee and it'll still be hot by the time your payroll is finished. For better payroll in 2020, get started now. Get three months for free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash gold digger. That's gusto.com slash gold digger for three months free when you run your first payroll. 
Number three, plan ahead so you're not tempted to work or be productive. Now, this might actually be the most fun step for those of us who are productivity motivated. I'm a three, the achiever on the Enneagram. So my natural state is in doing. Like I love to do. I hate to just be. So this step is crucial if you're like me. If you're sitting there during your rest time wishing you'd gotten X, Y, or Z done and wanting to clean the house top to bottom or thinking about piles of laundry sitting on the floor of your room, then make sure you plan ahead to feel like you're in a pretty good space to unplug and not work for the rest of your time. Like I said, I just got back from three whole weeks off and we had to front load a ton of the work. So the week before I left was crazy in all sense of the term, but I needed to be able to sign off, record, approve, proof all the things. But here's the thing. I knew that I wouldn't be able to actually rest or unplugged unless I knew everything was running business as usual while I'm away. From my three-month maternity leave to my month-long sabbaticals, we are always working so far ahead so that the team has everything they need to keep the business running while I rest. So plan ahead to protect that time, finish any chores or work tasks that you know would just irk you. And if you remember something you need to do during your rest time, don't squash the rest and get back to work. Write it down somewhere where you'll see it the next day. And remember that the world won't fall apart if you don't tackle that one thing right away. It's okay to put you first sometimes. I feel like we forget that. Number four, load up on ideas for restful activities. Now, a lot of us think of rest and we get visions of bubble baths and candlelight or meditating or napping for hours, which honestly, I can get behind the whole napping thing. But after a couple hours of no technology, you might be ready to kick mental health to the curb just for the sake of scrolling Instagram for five minutes as a distraction or a cure to your boredom. Like we've forgotten how to simply be. Lord help us, right? So make sure you have lots of ideas for non-work, restful activities to keep you busy, fresh air opportunities for you to soak in, but make sure you also protect yourself from being stressed out busy. Naps and meditating are great, sure, but so is reading a book or journaling, practicing yoga, going for a walk or a hike with a family, cooking a new recipe, calling a loved one, sipping coffee on the front porch, playing a backyard game, sitting by a campfire, taking the dog to the park, painting, knitting, listening to music. There are so many options to rest well and connect inwardly again without screens. Now, here's what I got to say. I mean, on that note of taking a break, whether it's one hour a week, three hours or a full day, which is the eventual goal, I want to encourage you to take a dang vacation. When was the last time you took a true vacation? Not a work trip, but actual time away. Auto responder up, peace out business vacation. In case you've forgotten, you deserve a vacation. I know it might not feel like it. I know there is always work to be done and emails to answer and people to reach out to. I know it feels like you'll just get behind and not be able to dig yourself out if you go on vacay, but that's not the truth. We are human beings, not human doings, not human achievings, not human email answerings and campaign launchings. A few months ago, I was on a walk in Hawaii and I played a voice text from a fellow entrepreneur who's a dear friend of mine. And she was telling me why she wasn't taking her annual sabbatical this year, which is usually a month off. And right away, I'm thinking, why not? Why can't you? 
there really wasn't a legitimate reason beyond feeling like she would fall behind while she rested. Now, if motherhood has taught me anything, it's that the things we stress about the most as entrepreneurs are usually self-imposed deadlines or heightened expectations we hold for ourselves. There are very few actual urgent needs for us to address. So take the dang vacation, protect that sabbatical, trust that you've built something that won't fall apart when you step back. We are here on this earth to be, to enjoy, to explore, to expand our mindsets, to laugh with our best friends or experience something new with your spouse, to soak up sunshine and hike mountains and sit on a beach for three days straight. Coming off of a once in a lifetime trip with my family, I can attest to those memories being the things that will flash before my eyes at the end of my days, not the hours upon hours logged behind a screen. Now, trust me, I know how good it feels to keep your to-do list stacked and continue knocking it out day after day. I know it can be tempting to draw your value from how much you get done, and it can feel like an utter failure when we are just still, or worse, when we're spending hard-earned money on a getaway or a vacation. I get it because I've been there, but please hear me. When it's all said and done, you won't be overjoyed by a life filled with 10-hour workdays and calendars packed with meeting after meeting, the impressive prestige and business acumen you earn from a life of overworking yourself is just that. It's impressive, but it's not going to make you feel full in the end. Whether you're an employee of someone else or you run your own gig, it is okay to take a long break and go on vacation. That's why it's built into the structure of most companies' benefits. Although it could stand to be a little more generous if you ask me, but that's another story. In 2017, Americans actually gave up nearly 700 million paid vacation days. 700 million paid vacation days were given up by Americans. Is that not insane? But it's also a sad but true part of our culture. People feel guilt asking for days off or they feel like they'll get behind or fear that someone else will get better preference in their company. If you have your own business, it's a whole different beast. There might be clients to inform or orders to pause. There could be teams to advise from afar and logistics to keep up with. I know that there are plenty of reasons to not take vacation. That's why hundreds of millions of paid hours go unused. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't. Sit down with a calendar, blackout dates and protect them. For Drew and I, the first six years of our relationship, we went away the first week of February every single year. We knew that. We never booked a thing for that time. It was our time. Now it's an entire month. And I continually turned down work requests during that time in order to protect it. But I never regret when I do that. I black it out. It is totally blacked out. No one's getting in. Absolutely no one. Now, you can lean on things like autoresponders to answer questions you might know come your way, good communication leading up to your vacation time, and setting clear expectations and boundaries with people so that they don't interrupt your days off are going to give you that time and that freedom to actually feel peace. Just like taking a few hours off every week, vacation allows your brain to rest and your mental health to actually improve. And it doesn't need to be some extravagant trip to Peru either. It can be a simple road trip over an extended weekend or even an overnight camping trip if you're into that sort of thing. And if you have a little bit more room in your budget, I cannot recommend enough our favorite slice of heaven on earth. 
also known as Maui. (laughs) You can even check out our two condos that we rent out to our visitors, fans, and followers on the island at thekutchercondo.com. Now, whether it's Hawaii or a town two hours down the road, take the time to explore. Travel expands our mindsets and perspectives. It feeds our souls and you'll feel so much better for it mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Take your vacations because you are worthy of them. You've earned them and you deserve them. Did you quit your nine to five to work 24 seven? Nah, no, you didn't. I now crave rest more than I ever have in my entire life. Like I look forward to that rest time, those seasons of slowdown. I hustle hard and then I'm ready to pull back and I've trained myself to really value and honor those times of rest. And if I still haven't convinced you and you need more reassurance that your business won't fall apart, head on over to an oldie but goodie episode from this show at jennacudgerblog.com slash automate, where I will walk you through five things you can automate in your business today to keep things rocking and rolling while you rest. Again, that's jennacutcherblog.com slash automate. Now for me, rest is harder than work. In fact, it takes me a few days of settling into active resting because my autopilot is to work and to push the needle and to keep on moving forward. So I hope you feel encouraged today to take time to rest and protect your time because it is so in need of being kept sacred. Prioritizing time breaks, no matter if it's an hour, a week, or a three-week-long trip to Australia, Fiji, and New Zealand, just saying, whatever it looks like for you, it is so massively important to our long-term health, our relationships, and even our work. Entrepreneurship is a marathon, not a sprint, and every good runner knows that rest days are just as important as the heavy training days. I know it feels counterintuitive, but once you begin incorporating more rest into your life, you'll feel the shift in your work mode and your productivity tenfold. You'll feel more invigorated and revitalized and less like you're constantly running on empty because you won't be. So instead of telling you to dig your biggest goals, I'm going to tell you to dig deep and prioritize rest this week because that's just as important as what you're working towards. You can't pour from an empty cup, my friend. So this week, it's time to fill yourself up. Until next time, get some rest. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.